Hi, this is Claire Artista and this is uh, my monthly podcast. Uh, this one is about commercialization and what it does to the soul, like how it takes us out of ourselves and how actually the world is changing dramatically and we're starting to bring a lot more colour, depth and meaning and dynamism into that the average transaction, which is really exciting. And that bodes particularly well for uh, the art world and creativity being something that we are rewarded for in the world rather than uh, us having to starve in our in our uh, leaky Parisian garrets. Um, so I'm going to uh, tell you a little a bit about um, what what like the hierarchy of art is particularly entwined in the commercialization process because we kind of have our our work prostituted off and pimped to an audience in the old days and some some people still have that happen with them and it means that basically the the organic and um subtle dialogue between the artist and the audience um gets put through a filter and this filter is usually very conceptual very male oriented very old fashioned very rigid and um the artists that get celebrated and put into the categories of valuable are the ones that that most work towards that paradigm that that make it very quirky or very mysterious or very highbrow or very um the ones that these i the, these filters can best uh, be projected onto as it were or filtered through um the art that can be um it's not just being commodified it's not just it it's almost the opposite of that in fact it's 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 a transaction but it's a very select transaction and it becomes this thing that um it's sort of about a, a secret code of um only special people can understand this and only special people can have it in their homes and look at it not just because of the price but because of the language around it and that's a huge huge a hugely damaging issue uh, and dynamic for the whole of human consciousness and culture uh, particularly in the western world and but in many parts of the world there's there are artists are sort of kept out of society and their work has to be put through all these filters even for example thinking about uh, uh, an, an, in this day and age an artist being commissioned to do a public works uh, where a council uh, gets involved in in paying them and then there's a guy in an office somewhere making a fairly random decision based on their own office brain and then uh, commissioning somebody um, through a series of paperwork stacks um, and a lot of uh, legislation and concepts and dryness to get the artwork it doesn't it doesn't mean that the artwork isn't great and that it doesn't communicate with the audience but it does mean that the whole connection is very much compartmentalized and stacked and sort of changed from what it actually could be um the beautiful thing that's happening in the world right now um certainly in the western world is that artists because of social media and internet things and um, mailing lists artists are able to reach out to audiences 
and to individual and collective clients in ways that they would never have been able to when they were in a village or in a suburb and uh, could only do things sort of either face to face or on the phone or by mail, uh, snail mail, I think it's called now. Um, the world is, has become much more interconnected and yet at the same time the transaction has become really dominating and not just the transaction but the very instantaneous transaction that people want to buy things at a click and they want to see things like the full details of a thing catalogued in front of them and they also have access to vast amounts of stuff and it's usually cheaper on Amazon or uh, eBay or you know one of these big platforms that sells fucking everything and um, so often what happens is we'll see a piece of art we like or something a, a creation that we like and we'll go and check it out at the supermarket and maybe Tesco's got a version of it but it's not the same thing it's obviously not the same thing it's not the art um, or it's not the the beautiful piece of clothing or it's not the very high quality food but we go to the, the whatever the very large a multinational thing platform and we we get it there at a really reduced price which really works for everyone because a lot of people are in the tightness of um like just getting by because life is expensive and their wages aren't really re relative to the value of their work probably um <clears throat> so yeah it basically means that particularly in bigger industrial countries more developed countries in inverted commas, um, people have become very tightly entwined in the transaction and in commerci commercialization, and there's a kind of coldness between um, our needs and how they're satisfied, um, particularly when there's the the overdose of stimulation and the the overdose of of availability to like shallow nutriment and like sugars etc you know I don't need to go into that whole subject but it basically means that we're, we're so um, stimulated all the time on lots of different levels that it's kind of the same thing but on lots of different levels um, but we're, we're in this little um, it's like a, I kind of think of it as a kind of clockwork tick where there's a, a cog going round and it like makes this little comforting click so that every time we make a transaction it's like ding and it's like ping and beep and all this and it's a very satisfying little it, it's like a tick tock which keeps keeps us going round and round and it just makes it gives us a sense of moving forward in our lives when actually the actual quality of buying the thing the actual thing we're buying the actual underlying process of buying that thing like where it's coming from where it was mined, where it was shipped, how the people who actually created it were able to get it into this system, etc., etc. The relationship of uh, workers' rights and etc., etc. How does this transaction support the hierarchy? Where does my money actually go to? It's not going to the shoemaker down the street and it's not going to the butcher up the hill and it's not going to the artist da uh, next door. It's going to a multinational and um, it's really interesting that we live in a time where artists are stepping out of that at the exact same time. Like there's this equal, not equal opposing necessarily, but this, there's this other force that, that is maybe making us step out of this transaction system 
uh, and out of commercialisation and into a more meaningful relationship with our clients and with the audience, that it's it's like we... Oh, excuse me, I just lost my thread, my thread of thought there. Um, the we, Yeah, the, there's two, two different things happening at the same time. Artists are stepping out at the same time as people in general in this Western, in inverted commas, modern, in inverted commas, world, so-called civilised world, um, is becoming in saturated, like absolutely saturated with over overstimulation and shallow overstimulation and access to millions of shit like just millions of crap like utter utter crap so it's just very similar to the shallow stimulation that we receive every day because everyone's on the internet everyone's got a device in their pocket that they can access the internet with and there's loads of distraction there are loads of stimulation loads of moving images words and particularly imagery um, loads of bright beautiful things jumping out at us and similarly we've got access to like superficial ideas and superficial uh, nutriment that isn't actually that great for us so you know with the best will in the world to get out of that and and find you know a really great snack when you're walking down a high street or um, a really nutritious meal when you're going out to the nearest restaurant um, it, it can be extremely challenging. Um, so, yeah, maybe because of this, because the world's becoming so overstimulation and toxins and and um, all about the, the moolah, um, there's a, a definite swing. Like, it, it swings a certain distance that way and then it starts to swing back the other way because that that just naturally is how, it's how nature works. Um you know, we might have certain systems in place, but then we introduce nature, which is not just the weather and uh, climate change and, and the rest of it, but it's like human human evolution as well. And human beings are fickle. They're, li- they're not like tides that come in and out all the time. Uh, they, they might just wave, veer off in a completely different direction all of a sudden. And I really feel optimistic because... This is one of the things that's happening in the arts is that because people aren't, because artists aren't confined to our studios and struggling to find an agent or a, a gallery or a, you know, a knight in shining armour who's going to buy our paintings, a patron, um, because we've got access to platforms like Patreon and Kickstarter and we've got access to much wider audiences and much more varied and specific audiences because of the internet and because of how we can communicate with people in a myriad myriad ways um there is possibility in that there's possibility for much more interconnection and symbiosis and depth and meaning because it means that um instead of having the story about the art controlled by an agent and separated from the actual artist, separating from their soul path, their power as a creative, their magic as a creative, particularly for women and women artists. Like, there is such a depth to women's work and this is just something that gets ignored again and again and it, it, it's particularly damaged by being put through the filter and put into the hierarchy because it's usually put down low because it involves feeling and sentience and wholeness, which 
the the hierarchy and particularly the the particularly the art hierarchy completely fucking diminishes like it just diminishes it phenomenally it has been doing it for centuries and not just that it's been doing it for millennia and it's not just about the the feminine the deep feminine it's about the the magic of the soul and the soul connection with art so it started with um power and kings and reigns and uh, kingdoms and um the church and patronage and uh, manipulating art for the needs of the the hierarchy but it like it's gone on to being art has been put into this particular place it's been removed from the masses and the masses have been schooled perhaps not even intentionally perhaps only as a byproduct of just the way this kind of fucked up logic goes um perhaps not completely fucked up it's just very very masculine very rigid very um goal oriented very um show me the dollars because of it it's gone in that direction it's it's progressively progressively diminished and diminished and diminished the feminine and the feeling and the sentient and the holistic and the meaningful the deeply meaningful in the art in arts um and it's sort of become this thing where you know it's like a private joke amongst the boys the old boys club and even people who are very soulful and creating work in a very soulful way they still sort of feel that their work has to go out into that system and be set at least on some level on the lower side of that hierarchy um and because of that we end up yeah i for me i personally feel that that is a huge diminishment of what the art actually is and could be and should be and how it should be respected and honored by the world uh, by culture um yeah it's it's kind of always a really fantastic thing when the world is upside down because the more upside down it is or out of synchrony or out of harmony the the more likely it is that people are going to go like shit this is no good let's make this better um so particularly now being a time that women are waking up to the fact that they've been diminished and manipulated and held back from what they really could and should be expressing in the world um that's also waking up the intuitive the spontaneous the harmonious in art and the the color the depth and the meaning in art and in the art world and an artist um i would say particularly women are finding myriad new ways of presenting themselves i would i would ref- if you don't know about amanda palmer palmer um i would look her up she's also on patreon and she's uh, an an incredible force for good good like just a person who's speaking completely speaking her truth um and creating very dynamically and spontaneously and sharing that process with the world in in a phenomenally uh, integrated open honest raw really raw natural way it's it's so beautiful um to see someone doing that you know it's not my energy it's not the work that i would buy into and i'm not interested that much in her in her her actual work but the way she's doing it is revolutionary and she's opening doors for millions of other people i would say particularly women expressive artists to really 
put their truth out in the world and have it heard. Um, yeah, just a, a final point about being seen, like being visible in the world. Um, people of my age, I'm in the middle of my fourth decade here and um, sorry, fifth decade? Uh, anyway, I'm 45 in a month or so. Um, sorry for the beeps in the background. Um, I spent the first years of uh, decades of my life feeling like I was actually invisible. Not that I, 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 would, I was standing out in a lot of ways, like I was too visible in a lot of ways physically. Um, and by my behaviour, I was classified as weird or, or like bullied and taking the piss out of whatever. But what I really was and what was inside me and my voice and what I wanted to communicate with the world felt like I felt like I was I was without a voice. Like there was no way of me putting it out into the world. There was nobody thinking like me. There was nobody um, who was my peer, uh, not peer, who's the person above you, like nobody who was guiding me, nobody who was inspiring me to look towards something. I didn't see any role models in my upbringing. And then when I, I got to art school, it got a lot worse, I can tell you. Um, you know, even the even the people who came in and talked about their work who had soulful uh, landscape paintings or something, I I wasn't feeling a deep connection with what they were talking about and what they were doing. So, um, yeah, yeah, it really felt like I had to create my own world first in order to have a voice in the world and even then like I also had to wait some decades until there was actually enough of a momentum in women's self-expression women having a place in the world and women women actually having a place in the world um in order for my voice to also rise up it's got a lot to do with my political upbringing too growing up in Scotland and rurally and what that does to a person um, politically, uh, spiritually, uh, emotionally, energetically. Um, but yeah, I'm very positive that we live in incredible times now where um, commercialization is kind of deconstructing itself. Like on the one hand, it totally isn't. And you can argue that and you can talk about statistics and, and so on. But on the other hand, you totally can it you totally can see it in a, in a very different organic way, which is often the feminine way of seeing things like horizontally, interconnectedly. So we're not looking at the hierarchy of like this statistic versus that number versus that um, percentage versus um, like how it fits into the triangle, the pyramid. We're more seeing, ah, well, this is all working in this kind of a way and it's going in that kind of a direction and it might, it's likely to sort of flow over there. And, um, you know, there was a time when I was growing up, I certainly would never have spoken those words out loud. And there's a time in my education, in my high art school, I was trying to get my head around those words and trying to communicate them. And like, I would get half a sentence out and I would be told that I was talking shite or I was being fucking weird. Or I would have a, a, a teacher, a tutor, an art school tutor, just give me that look of absolute degrading another human being um, and suggesting that I should just not even try and go there. Um, these things do a lot to human beings and commercialization does a lot to art. It, it makes art a very 
different thing than what it's meant to be. It stops art from touching people. Uh, it stops people from being touched by art. And it stops people from connecting with the art within themselves too. Not just the creativity and the ability to imagine things, but the actual art within them, like the thing that is more than the sum of the parts of what you do with your life. Your Our ability to pursue a thing long, long life term, like long term, um, and pursue a thing and craft it and hone it and make a beautiful thing. It doesn't matter what we're making, but each of us has an artistic vision within us and each of us has this work of art, which is our own life. And when we are fully, fully immersed and controlled by commercialization, we're sort of shifted right out of that because we're particularly women, we're, we're compartmentalized, we're, we're like made up into divisions and our brains are... Um, completely manipulated to uh, manipulated isn't the right word they're like they're conditioned to think in in like millimeters and pen pence um like pennies and cents and dollars and um lines in a bank statement and um organizing our business into grids and squares and uh following deadlines and being aligned with the system in a very particular way um, where we have our income comes from a certain direction and we have to push out in another direction and no, neither of those directions are feeding our soul and the things that we're buying and the things that we're selling aren't feeding our soul. So what happens is we, we become progressively kind of further away from our soul all our life and yet that again that it, it's really changing that it is changing so I'm kind of talking about two things at the same time which are you know one's really hard and terrible and and sad about the world but at the same time there there is and it's not as simple as an equal opposing force it's much more like it's just the yin and the yang of the world and and it's not the yin and the yang because the yin and the yang like the yin uh, the black and the white and the night and the day work together in a way that isn't necessarily about bad and good and and I don't want it to sound like the like commercialization is per se evil and uh, like non-commercialization and the organic and la 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 is the opposite of that and therefore is the good it's not that simple it's more that those two things need to marry each other and have a good marriage and that's what's really beautiful and positive about the world right now is that that marriage is is at least in some parts of the world and in some perspectives some some uh, clusters and and um, some ways of looking at it, you will see that there is this change where people are becoming much more um, happy about their clients, like deeply wanting to serve their clients, um, building long-term relationships with their clients and with significant audiences that really believe in what they're doing, like not just believe it as in, I want a thing for you and I'm going to pay you this much for it, but they they really believe deeply in a like a collective intention to get somewhere together, and that's like that's really magical and beautiful, and gives me a lot of hope about the world and about my own art. That my own art will eventually go out into the world and have much more connection and and purpose, and that it'll um, bring colour, depth, and meaning to people's lives. Um. So below this podcast, I've got a. A small um, asking button to press as well. I've got a page on a new page on my website, which is to do with 
my having had some uh, very bad health issues this year and I'm at um, a bit of a, well I've had a bit of a crisis with them, I'm not sure if I'm over it now. Um, it, I seem to be up and down and uh, I, I'm treating uh, myself with an alternative uh, system of various things, uh, various treatments involving steaming and herbs and um, intensive nutriment but as I explain in the page um, I have access to only a very small amount of what I really need to um, support my body to be well enough to get enough vitality to heal itself. Um, so I'm asking for donations if you've received any um, positive effect of of anything that I've shared with you I would ask if you would make a really small donation towards my healing that would be a, a really amazing thing I explain more over on the page which is um, there's a link below to it and um, thank you so much for listening and um, please ignore it if that's not something that is of interest to you in any way um, yeah there'll be another couple of links below this podcast as ever and thank you so much for listening to my my talks I'd love to also to hear your feedback um, any any feelings you have about commercialization and, and what's happening in the world right now and how you feel in your particular industry or if you're an artist or creative like how you feel what's positive about it or what's negative too if you just want to have a rant that's totally cool too the space below you just carry on it's good to have a rant good to let go of things um, loads and loads of good wishes to you and I, I hope this is a really beautiful month for you and that your health is beautiful and that all good things are coming to you. Tante belle corse. Um, and speak to you soon. Ciao.